how much more I need to pray. Mm. I'd say that would be something I learned, uh, not just going to prayers, uh, not just saying my prayers, but really the need to pray. Because we're faced with circumstances that are so much bigger than what anybody can do, mm. even what a team can do, find, having our foundation in God and uh, guided by the Spirit, it's, it's overwhelming. And uh, so I found uh, more about myself if I pray, yes, but I uh, find the, the real need to pray in a meaningful, much more meaningful personal way. Welcome back, everybody, to Valdoco, Salesian Family Podcast. I'm Father Steve. I'm Vicky. And today we have a special guest. We are here with Father Tim Zach. Hi, Father Tim. Hello, Father Steve. Hello, Vicky. Hi. So we've been trying to get this guy on the podcast forever. <laughs> <laughs> Two years. <laughs> and so it's, it's good to have you here. Um, as you are kind of technically all not ousted. Yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> Finish the term. So, uh, it's a little bit fluid, as That's he said. Right. A little That's bit right. fluid. But we're at a point now where uh, we know those of you who are part of the Legion family, you know the news that Father Dominic Tran is uh, the provincial moving forward. Father Tim Zach is fading into the, <laughs> <laughs> fading into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> Riding away. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, but Father Tim, thanks for taking the time. Great. Happy and, to be uh, here with you. And so we always begin with a couple questions of just like funny this or that questions that we like to ask. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to choose one or the other. Oh. So we'll give you an option and you just choose one or the other. So my favorite one to always ask is, do you prefer the mountains or the beach? Oh, the mountains for sure. Love that. Easy. Oh my gosh, again, <laughs> alone here. Yeah, when, when the provincial council meets in the past, we were going to the beach mm -hmm. and it was good. Uh, and my sister has a house close to the beach in Cape Cod. So sometimes family vacations, we're always at the beach, but mm -hmm. I prefer the mountains, the the fresh air there, the the smell of the pines, mm. the woods, the uh, the walking in the woods. Yes. Amen. Me too. Mm -hmm. You guys can go. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Cape Cod. Cheers, sister. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she loves she loves to have you. All right, Father. Um, do you prefer writing with a pencil or a pen? Well, uh, the computer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the best thing to do now is to write right on the computer. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, a pencil, no, never. A never? Pen, okay. Pen, yeah, prefer preferably a blue pen. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, there's specific times for specific yeah. colors. <laughs> and maybe one more is if you had to, uh, to rest or relax, would you prefer to watch a movie mm -hmm. or would you prefer to watch a series, like a TV series? Oh, no, no, that's too, too much time committed. <laughs> <laughs> Just a movie. <laughs> Enjoy one, it and one then and done, they're done with the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you can't binge on something. Yeah. No. That's good. It's safer for you, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So good. So welcome, Father Tim. And uh, yeah, just a moment for us. This kind of season is Salesian family, just like recognizing the beauty and inviting people on. That's kind of the name of the podcast. So welcome to the mm. Doko Salesian family podcast and just trying to have different people in our family. Um, the first one we had Cardinal, we started the season off with Cardinal mm -hmm. Rodriguez. Mm. Good choice. Um, so <laughs> he was able to kind of give good perspective. And then last week we had a young person who just graduated from our school down in St. John Newman from mm -hmm. the sister school, mm -hmm. um, Ashlyn. Great. So it was a good moment of conversation. And then uh, now with you, mm -hmm. uh, who has been a Salesian for, for how long now? Uh, I came to the Salesians in 1980 and oh. professed in 83. Okay. So 40 years. Wow. wow. Yeah. Father Mike Conway, Brother Charles Tenier, we're in the same Novitia class. So wow. we'll be celebrating 40 years profession in, in uh, uh, August. Okay, okay. August, nice. Yeah. So August. the Jubilees this year, we'll, you'll right. be one of the... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Right. Mm -hmm. Good for you. 40 years. <laughs> Love that. That's uh, what 
So when did you first meet? Like, how did that work? The first meeting um, of the Salesians, or how did you uh, come to know? So I I went to public school, and uh, to a diocesan parish in a small country town called Hanson, Massachusetts. And I told the priest, diocesan priest, who was actually newly ordained, um, that I was interested in becoming a priest. And he gave me a book on, um, I guess they call it Vision now. Mm. It was a printout at the time, and I was, so it's a website. And said, maybe you're interested in religious life. So I read through it, and I, when I got to the Salesians, that's where I stopped. Wow. said, that's exactly what I was looking for. I, wow. I only knew diocesan priests and then the, you know, Francis and stuff like that, uh, Francis and Jesuits, but by, by reputation, not by person. But uh, the life of Don Bosco and the work with the young people, especially in education, uh, cap- captivated me. And, and I rode away and, and uh, met the Salesians. The Salesians had, at the time, uh, four places in the Boston area, but I, I was not in contact with any of them mm. until after I had made contact with the vocation office. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that how, was it. How old was that? How old were you? I was you? a senior in high school. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And do you so. remember what led you to that? Like, do you remember the process of, okay, I do want to actually take the step of becoming a priest? Like, um, Well, I was uh, receiving confirmation in eighth grade. And again, the diocesan priest, a different diocesan priest, uh, uh, was interviewing all the confirmation kids. And I presume he was asking the same questions to everybody. And he said, why don't you become a priest? And I said, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, sure. so that stayed with me uh, as an eighth grader. Then as a 10th grader, you know, starts thinking about college. And then, um, uh, and then actually applying for colleges. So I, that stayed with me, that I should become a priest. Wow. And then when I heard about the Salesians, I should become a Salesian priest. And uh, through the intervention of the, uh, the questions, really, that were asked by these diocesan priests, mm-hmm. uh, who also knew of Don Bosco and knew of mm-hmm. Salesians, but really didn't have any direct contact with them. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, providentially, I guess, or yeah. uh, coincidentally, but providentially, uh, Somehow I got here. <laughs> so you so you graduated and then you went to Newton. That's right. Okay. Wow. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and we were we were uh, at that time again for the Mike Conway, and um, I think there were six of us who came right out of high school. Okay. Um, I have to put up that picture of you guys at, no, that no, we no. found. Please don't do that. <laughs> that was Please such a good that. one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can stay in the archives. <laughs> Every so often something like that surfaces and you say, oh boy. <laughs> Sweet. Oh my gosh. I was like, those exact faces. It was incredible. About incredible. half our size. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, and, and lots of hair. You know. <laughs> and do you remember some of the, the early Salesians that you met that kind of inspired you um, or kind of the first ones that you met? Brother Alessino, Brother Emmanuel Alessino, uh, well, probably the first, yeah, he picked, when I came down to Newton with my mother and my brother and my uh, friend, we took the train from Boston to Newark, and Brother Alessino picked us up at the train station during the summer, toward the end of the summer, so it was like a family visit, and, um, and he talked the whole way back about being a Salesian, he loved mm. his vocation. And he drove crazy. So <laughs> it was an old station wagon, and uh, I was in the back seat, and my brother was in the way back seat. <laughs> and so, but but he was always an inspiration. The simple life. Uh, um, he's the one that introduced Father Dave Moreno to the Civil War. Oh uh, yeah. So he's no uh, he would he's his job was driving in the mail and little odds and ends here and there. But he was a great 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 guy, great example of religious life, and mm-hmm. he talked about 
the daily uh, rededication of of himself for his vocation. Like we see the prayer of reading, you know, of consecration every day, yeah. and he said that was very meaningful to him, and that always that reminded me of the importance of um, yeah taking advantage of those pr- uh, simple moments, daily moments, to stay alive in our vocation. And um, there was Brother Joe Treder. People who talk about him as a as a holy, a very holy man. Um, his job was the laundry, mm-hmm. and then he moved out of the laundry, went to 12th Street, and worked with the the jails. Um, huh. um, yeah, many many men and w- men and women too, but mostly the, the because we were at the seminary yeah. at the House of Information. Um, uh, simple, ordinary, but good examples of what it means to be Salesian. Lots of fun, lots of hard work, lots of hard studies, uh, lots of time together uh, as a as a brotherhood, you know, brother as, as a family, and a good good support in growing in the vocation. Yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. Do you remember how many were in there? How many were in Newton when you were there? Um, <laughs> so. I guess in our, say we call it Son of Mary class, uh, one year, I think we were up to about 20. And um, the novitiates were usually around 10 or slightly less. And so over the five years that they were there, it would have been about 50 students, 50, 60 students with a few more staff. So total 70, 80 people on the property at one any one time. That's beautiful. Yeah, it, and it gradually went down, but yeah. uh, but it's somewhere probably when we when we when I first got there, around there, seventy or eighty people uh, spread out over three phases of formation: okay. uh, pre-novitiate, novitiate, and post-novitiate. Okay. And um, yeah, so it was a sizable community, um, and we came together for for well, everybody for the holidays and the, the, the uh, for meals and uh, most most prayers. Yeah, it's good. And your, good time, good time. what was the recreation like for you guys then? Well, we had organized, this, the days were very scheduled, right? So they, um, we had recreation periods as well as work periods. Mm-hmm. So t- besides studies, study hall, we had classes, study hall, time to study, and then uh, recreation. So we usually had choices. Uh, there were two gyms on the property and three or four fields. So we would have soccer or softball. Father Dave was a, ter- uh, was a, a, a terrifying pitcher. <laughs> was Dave, a terrible Dave Moreno. Year. Dave Moreno. Oh terrifying pitcher. Uh, so I usually show soccer. <laughs> Sometimes we go for hikes. We had 200 acres, so yeah. it was a great place to go walking. Um, uh, indoor sports, uh, uh, basketball, uh, floor hockey. Sometimes uh, some of the games, or oh, dodgeball, something like that, just for fun. Um, uh, yeah, recreation. So it was mostly sports, mm-hmm. um, and then so, sometimes music. Sometimes we we had um, music practices, um, and then work periods. We had you know, all the hands were engaged in, in taking care of those two hundred acres and so many buildings and That's everything great. else that needed to be done. Yeah, it's good. It's the dream. These kids dream about a little mm-hmm. Don Bosco College. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. great. <laughs> <laughs> And then, so you went through all your formation, and then you were ordained when? What year were you ordained? Uh, uh, 1991. 1991. 91. And yeah. then your first assignment? I was one year in Archbishop Shaw. Okay. And then um, Father Tim Plock, who was uh, provincial, uh, moved me to the House of Initial Formation in o- South Orange at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of on staff as uh, helping with youth ministry, um, uh, lit- liturgy, music. Um, uh, the apostolic work for the guys in, in the post-novitiate and 
candidates. So the Dominic was there when I was there. Wow. So I knew him as a, as a we call son of Mary, as, as a pre-novice. And then uh, now he's provincial. Now he's <laughs> That's why you better be careful. Yeah, well, any Salesians so, work listening to this, you better yeah. be nice to everybody. That's right. You come back. Come back and be your provincial. Oh yep. my gosh. And then when did you move? I know you went, you did some time at the, you were in Chicago for a while. Yeah. You so were, from there, from, from South Orange, I went to Porchester. Mm-hmm. I was youth minister there for eight years, and then to Patterson for two years, and then to Chicago for six years, back to Porchester for two years, and then to New Rochelle. Oh my gosh, I didn't know you were in Porchester for... Ten years. Ten years. Altogether, then four summers before that. So uh, when I was in Orange, I would go up there for the summer. I'd live at Holy Rosary, and then go up to Corpus Christi for the summer camp, Mm -hmm. even though there was a camp at Holy Rosary too, but I was... uh, uh, so I was uh, kind of bridging the, the two two groups mm-hmm. and got to know both sides of the town That's and great. the people from both parishes, and it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. So I went in there uh, to be the youth minister pretty well prepared in that I knew a lot of people under the town, the village, and and both parishes, and um, and was able to pick up on the program and, and um, you know, uh, keep it growing. Did yeah. you know Spanish going in there? Or did no. You uh, uh, Father Pat sent me to the Dominican Republic, to okay. Santo Domingo, uh, for... Uh, three months, uh, I think my first year, I think my, my first year. So I was there from January to Easter wow. uh, for the Feast of Don Bosco and then, and then right through, through Easter. I overstayed my visa for a couple of days. But I wanted to see what Easter was like in the Dominican Republic. So mm-hmm. it was great. You know, the, the uh, procession of the, uh, the cross and, mm-hmm. and the, lots of confessions. I was already a priest and, um, uh, Palm Sunday and all, everything was wonderful. And so from there, I had a more intense uh, immersion experience there. And then uh, being around the, the Latinos in the parishes, um, as always a second or third person, and just kind of uh, making an effort. When I went to Chicago, uh, I had to make a greater effort uh, because I was the one who had to give more of the instructions and, you know, the faith formation, stuff like that. So, so being, uh, again, immersed... <clears throat> um, uh, and then from there, uh, as provincial, going to a lot of meetings mm-hmm. and making an effort to listen and learn and and practice a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Spanish is pretty good. <laughs> it's really good Spanish. Wow, that's amazing. I had no idea that you had... I didn't know that people were sent to the Dominican Republic before. At so that now time, I guess yeah. Now we're going to more to Mexico. Mexico. Uh, there's more, more established schools language schools mm-hmm. and then um and then to the, uh, ecuador mm-hmm. also has some some good connections in those two countries at the time yeah um but we're open to other other places it's wonderful yeah. and we're receiving others other people here to learn english too yeah. mm-hmm. so build the build the connections between the provinces yeah that's great that's really good and then you went through all your time in different places, and then you finally ended up as uh, uh, vice provincial for a little bit. Provincial for then, two years, uh, and, then and then provincial, provincial for now finishing six years. Yeah. My so, yeah. If we could speak about that just quick, uh, <laughs> just one, maybe beauty of. of mm. Let's start with the beautiful things. I know sure. provincial could be uh, challenging <laughs> yeah, and frustrating and all those kind of things, but. Uh, yeah, lots to talk about. Yeah. Um, the beauty is really to get to know the confreres. You know, the, the provincial has a role of administrator. Um, governor, in the sense that he has to govern and animate, 
but most of all, uh, the beauty of the role, the service, is in some ways to be the father or the friend um, for the confreres. And so, <clears throat> a great, um, it's challenging also, but also a real uh, uh, beautiful part is to speak each year with every confrere. And they open their hearts and share their, their vocation stories and their struggles and their joys and their spiritual life. And it's in encouraging uh, and that they're open to um, uh, to, to another person listening to that story, yeah. right? And um, um, they've given me the, the uh, conviction that we really do have very good confreres. You know, some people will see from a distance or from the outside what's going on, but when you have a chance to speak with each of them individually and hear their stories uh, in a very personal, much more personal way, it's a beautiful thing, and I've enjoyed that very much. What was something surprising for you? Um being provincial. Well, at this moment, uh, looking back at some of the some things from our archives and history that go back when I first entered in the full, in the eighties, and seeing how much we still <laughs> still the same, <laughs> the, the things that were, were talked about at that time, mm -hmm. which I, I was a, as a just as a son of Mary or as a novice, weren't concerned. But but looking at some things that were being discussed at that time, how much we're still concerned about some of the same topics, but because they're essential. You right. know, the, uh, what does it mean to be a Salesian today? Uh, what are the needs of the young? How do we respond with the reality, in the reality, not with an ideal, but in the reality of who we are with the men that we have and, and the circumstances in which we find ourselves? Those, say, basic and essential questions that need to always be asked to keep us relevant and mm -hmm. keep us re responsive. What about a challenge? Or was, what was the biggest challenge? Yeah, cha challenge, you know, our province is, is big yeah. geographically and diverse uh, conference-wise. And the challenge is, has been to bring about unity, to, to have a common vision. Um, we, we are diverse culturally. We have conferences from, I don't know, um, maybe 12, no, more 15 or something countries. Um, uh, we have ministries in as many languages. And uh, where the province itself is two countries and spans the geographic uh, breadth of those of the whole areas. So from um, southern Florida all the way to western Canada, uh, it's geographically and culturally and ethnically diverse, linguistically diverse and age wise, too. Right. Uh, uh, from guys who are just coming in out of high school to guys who are in there now. Brother Ger Gerard is 100. Mm. So that's a, a huge diversity. Uh, of uh, many factors and to find not just common ground but unity has been a real challenge. Um, some people want to stay in, in their assignments geographically in a particular area for whatever reason, comfort level, sometimes family, sometimes doctors. Some people are hesitant to reach out into another ethnic or cultural um, ministry, cross borders, um, have different cultural experiences. Um, uh, think about this religious life when they entered, and have and are less less willing to adapt to to the current reality. So they talk about you know days when they were initial formation, even if it was forty, fifty years ago yeah. or longer, as well as the younger guys um, not being open to listen to some of those wisdom uh, experiences. So the, I think the unity is a challenge. It probably will always be a challenge mm -hmm. uh, for our province. We can we can do better to uh, come to a common vision, um, which which 
um, extends beyond these differences. Uh, we can be different. We need to be different, but we don't have to be divided. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, so I'm not sure. I'm not saying that we're divided. I'm saying that we, but we could grow in unity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, what was something you learned about yourself, maybe mm. during your time as provincial? She's going off script here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We'll just get to the uh, end so fast. <laughs> um, I, how much more I need to pray. Mm. I'd say that would be something I learned. I, I, I don't mind praying. I mean, I like praying, of course. You could, can't become a solution of priests priest without like praying. Um, uh, but how much I need to pray, really, I think that, that I learned. Uh, not just going to prayers, uh, not just saying my prayers, uh, but really the need to pray. Uh, because we're faced with circumstances that are so much bigger than what anybody can do, mm. even what a team can do. And if, if we're not uh, um, having our foundation in God and uh, guided by the Spirit, then, um, yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. And uh, so I found up more about myself. I pray, yes, but I, I find the, the real need to pray in a meaningful, much more meaningful, personal way. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. And then uh, I guess... Uh, I would assume that another beautiful thing about being provincial is this being part of the Legion family. So mm -hmm. sure. having the experience of not only in our province, but you know, okay, working with the FMA and all the different groups that we have in the United States and Canada, but mm -hmm. also you've had experiences yeah. of going to Rome and to different countries and seeing the Legion family. So mm -hmm. kind of in your opinion or in what you saw, um, kind of the role of the Legion family, the beauty of the Legion family. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's something I think we're just, just now beginning to, be, not just beginning, we're becoming more aware of that. You know, in Damasco, it was a, a kernel that has been planted and in, has in, grown. Father Chavez said we're no longer just a, a tree with many branches, but really a forest. Mm. Uh, and that's that's true with the 30-something groups that are in the Sicilian family and growing. And in our province or in our United States and Canada, I think we're 13 or 14 groups present. So that's pretty significant, uh, numbers-wise. Um, some of them are present in a not so not officially organized way. Uh, many of the past pupils, for example, but still uh, still feeling themselves like they belong to the Salesian family. Um, uh, so that is a beautiful dimension of the Salesian charism um, and the, the family spirit that is shared equally by all of the groups. And I've become more aware of that and um, and see the action of God through the groups each individual group, but even more powerfully through the groups, that when we are together, we are stronger and, and more at the service of the mission and uh, supportive of each per, each group, each individual living out their unique vocation. So yes, it's this beautiful dimension of the um, uh, Slesian movement, if you want, Don Bosco's uh, uh, initial and continuing um, char charismatic way of living out the gospel. Yeah, that that that's that um, allows for great diversity without breaking the unity. Mm -hmm. We're held together in spirit and mission, and and respectfully, uh, even um, uh, enjoy the diversity yeah. and are enriched by the diversity. Well, yeah. So, just kind of, I, usually we ask this of the uh, of whoever we're interviewing or having the conversation with, of just some advice. So if you had to give some parting words to. I don't know. We have a kind of a diverse crowd. Some mm -hmm. young people are, are listening. Yeah. We have some uh, Salesian family members who listen. My mom listens sometimes. <laughs> my mom does it too. I very rarely. <laughs> um, but just maybe um, some. So, yeah. so for the younger crowd, I'd say uh, um, take the brave, take the bold step forward to um, consider God's call. 
to really explore God's call in your life and keep open to the surprises that God will will challenge you with. Uh, don't shut don't shut that out, including the possibility of being a member of the Salesian family, any of the many groups of the Salesian family. So um, sometimes we see our lives moving in a trajectory that we plan, and yet God knows what's best for us. And so to be open to the, uh, to that call, even if it sets us in a different direction, moves us in a different direction, shakes us up a little bit, and and says, "This is, I think, what's better," and we go with that because we know it comes from God. Um, for the, uh, our Salesian family audience, I'd say um, uh, love the love our vocation. Right, it is a great gift to the church, to the world, and it's our path to holiness. So, if we love our vocation, if we live it well, it's attractive and it's life giving. Um, not in a mediocre way, but with all our our self, all the, who we are, give it back to God with joy and uh, generosity, and that will bring us also. A great happiness and holiness. Beautiful. Amen. I believe it. And definitely going around the United States and seeing as vocation director or whatever, helping with vocations, um, you know, seeing the many people who are discerning and trying to figure out and how difficult that can be, but how this Legion Charism, the mission of St. John Bosco is still mm -hmm. you know, very attractive and it's beautiful to be part of this family. So mm -hmm. trying to live that well. And invited other people into that to, yeah. to experience. We, uh, we uh, stories are always one of the best ways to understand a message. And so you think of this, the famous story of Caliero, right? When Don Bosco proposed to his young young people, and they're, they're all of them in their nine, in their twenty, in the teens, um, that he's he'd like to form a religious order. And in the end, uh, Caliero said, "Monk or no monk?" Now you know this English translation: <laughs> <laughs> "Monk or no monk, I'm with Don Bosco." And he was still in his teens, too. So uh, it wasn't what he thought, but he realized that's what God wants. And um, yeah, he, through, through thick and thin, he stick it, stuck it out and, and uh, influenced so many people in their own vocation and, and helped to create an environment in which sanctity was evident uh, in many places, including the, this hemisphere. So uh, the story of Caliero inspires us even today, even as young people, to say, uh, yep, what God wants, that's better for me. Maybe one, maybe one more. Do you have a favorite thing of Don Bosco that you can off the top of your head? Like uh, something that I always loved the Grigio stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, we grew, I grew up with them. My family grew up with dogs and, and pets, all sorts of pets all over the place, all, yeah. all the time. And, um, and so I love the Grigio stories. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. I was, you saw Grigio the other day. Yeah, the wolf that mm. walks around our... Uh, the, yeah. wolf. the wolf. You dog. just made it coyote. Coyote. Uh, coyote. coyote dog. Yeah. <laughs> or I, I like the stories when uh, we... Because we, we hear third person, right? Somebody tell the story who, of somebody else. Uh, where like uh, Don Rua got mad at Dominic Savio and made him kneel down and clap. I don't know if it's true or not, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hear these stories of these saints and yeah. you think they're all so holy. But, uh, you know... Don, 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 Don Rue was a, probably as a brother had to discipline Don, Don, Dominic Savio and uh, that's good. <laughs> it keeps, keeps them real. Exactly. They're real people. Yeah. And we are, yeah. That's wonderful. Well, thank you really. Yeah. yeah. Good. Thank you for your time. and uh, For your six years. Yep. Thank you. A beautiful uh, you, example. You, you keep it going. Huh? Any, keep going uh, forward. Any uh, gossip that you want to share online? Mm. Oh, I'm not sure. Where in the, the world? The kids would say the tea. <laughs> Where's the <laughs> Where in the world is Father Tim going next? Uh, no, no idea. No idea. No. Open to the spirit. That's but right. you have like your project going on right now. You want to share what your project is? Well, um, a, a couple of years ago, Father John Pontino shared with me uh, 
a retreat given by Father Peter Rinaldi, um, uh, audio recording, and uh, the text, the written text. And so uh, I've been uh, solely listening to the audio and transcribing it to, to augment, augment the text, to correct the texts, because Father Peter liked to tell a lot of stories that weren't on the text. And so I think it's a good uh, resource for us at this time. We were celebrating 125 years, so it connects us a little bit with our history. He was mm-hmm. a great Salesian in our province, well, still well, very well known, and uh, um, a great preacher, and ties us also all the way back to the oratory. He was a student at the oratory. He and his twin brother, they went when they were 15, uh, uh, 15 to the oratory. I think I mean, earlier than that, when they went, were, went to the oratory. And um, of course, his great uncle was Philip Rinaldi. So it ties yeah. us also to Salesian holiness. Mm-hmm. But the way he tells the stories and gives the message is relevant for us today. You know, uh, uh, Salesian vocation, religious vocation. Uh, being united with Jesus, even when there's the cross, loving our Blessed Mother, especially Mary, help of Christians. So uh, taking what he presented 40 years ago and representing it to our brothers, uh, the confreres, and, and, and the Sejan family as a way of renewing a spiritual uh, charism, uh, keeping me, keeping me uh, occupied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Looking forward to it. More archivists. Yeah. It's good. Oh, yeah, you can take it. Oh, you can be the archivist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Very good, Father Tim. Okay. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Um, so we do ask the guests to, to pray, mm-hmm. uh, to finish prayer. So if you don't mind leading us out sure. in prayer. Our help is in the name of the Lord who Thank made heaven, heaven and earth. earth. We turn to the Blessed Mother and as Don Bosco put all her trust in him and her uh, and, and was able to see how much she did in his life, we also ask her to watch over us today and uh, keep the Salesian spirit fresh and, and active in our land. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, help of Christians, pray for us. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank Thanks you, a lot, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with another guest. And uh, any suggestions, let us know. Yeah. Who do you want to hear from? <laughs> <laughs> Send them in. All right. God bless everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.